What's up, bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. What's up, guys? It's MJ. Back at it again. I'm two hiding. in a row. Right? Recorded two nights in a row this week. Um, I hope everybody's having a lovely Tuesday. Um, yeah, so Stevie, tell us, what's going on in the book world? That'll be a good question. That's a good question. Had to grab my handy dandy. Oh, if you're a follower of MJ, if you're not, you should be. Um, <laughs> Way to self-promote. Um, I gotta paint myself out somehow. Anyways, if you're a follower of MJ, I have a surprise. <clears throat> Today, arcs for Courage for Fools went out. If you're a blogger and you signed up for the blog tour, arcs are in the wild. In the wild. <laughs> They're out there in the jungle with readers. I'm so excited. I'm so nervous. It's so much different than the Fury series. I think this is a really good, like, um, change of pace. Uh, I think this is a good, no, I think this is a good, I want to say, like, not breaking point. I think it's a really good, well, I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for. I'll think of it in a second. Anyways, I think starting point for something new. Yeah, I think it was a very good starting point for something new. Fear not, Fury lovers. I will be doing a next gen. It just will be next year. I just had to get a little break from the hockey. Um, but yeah, I think Courage for Fools was a really good, you know, like way to get my head out of the fury and kind of start messing around with some new stuff. I'm working on some stuff that's like super top secret. I've got some awesome news coming for you guys at the beginning of, of June. So follow me on my social media platforms so you guys can keep up to date with that. But yeah, arcs are out in the wild for Courage for Fools, which means that's only, we're only, oh my God. We're a week away. We're, a week, we're almost a week, less, a little bit more than a week. It's like nine days. Nine days away to the release. And I want to vomit with excitement and fear. So yeah, pray for me. But yeah, that's about me. That's all for me in the book world. CV, take it away. All right, um, Monday the seventeenth, Kim Lorraine is releasing Wild Fire, Wild Ride, Wildfire. <laughs> you can tell what's on my brain. Um, Wild Ride, which is a cowboy new cowboy series for her. Uh, Piper Rain is releasing My Vegas Groom. I'm so excited. I just started it, and I'm like bouncing off the walls. Um, Charity Farrell is releasing book number four in her twisted fox series which is called chaser and if you don't know this all the books are related to alcohol terms in a bar so it's stirred shaken straight up chaser and last call which is the last one um mj's releasing courage for fools next thursday <laughs> I'm and crying. Who else? Uh, Brianna Lynn's re- releasing Written in the Beat, which I have not read yet. I can't wait to start that one, too. I'm excited. There's so many good books coming out. I know. It's an exciting, it's an exciting month. Oh, not to mention the fact that if you are a Gianna Darling fan, she is releasing part one of When Heroes Fall, uh, May the 21st. So that's exciting. I'm hype about that. 
Go ahead. Why don't we go ahead and read up the intro and get ready oh, to bring yeah. on our guest? Absolutely. I sure will do that. This intro is short, sweet, and to the point. So also this lovely guest that we're having, we are giving doing a giveaway with her right now on Instagram. So make no, sure. No, TikTok. <clears throat> TikTok. My bad. We're doing a giveaway with her on TikTok right now. So make sure you guys go check that out. <clears throat> Enter it to win. Ends this Friday. When you're hearing this, it will be over. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> Oh, I'll just good. I'll just release it Thursday. It's fine. <laughs> you guys are gonna get our episode early this week. Okay. Well. <clears throat> anyways, enter to win. We have you have one more day to enter. But yeah, so this author, um, make sure you go check that out. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna read her intro, and then we're gonna jump right on in with some questions with the lovely Tori Alvarez, who is writing sassy, angsty love stories you can fall into. Lover of coffee, wine, and travel. Let's get into it. Thank you so much for joining us, Tori Alvarez. Welcome to the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm excited and a little nervous or a lot nervous, I guess. (laughs) Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. So how are you? How are things where you're at? I'm good. This is hell week. I didn't realize when I scheduled this and we're like so far in advance and should have looked at my calendar a little better. I'm an educator by day. And this oh. is state testing week. <laughs> oh. oh so I was on my feet all day today. It was, yeah. Oh um, my goodness. Come well, tomorrow though. Huh? What grade do you teach? I'm actually an elementary counselor. Oh, I love it. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you know that you are utilized so much on testing week. That is where I stayed during finals. <laughs> That is where I stayed during finals. Yes. So come tomorrow, huge ass glass of wine. Oh, can I cuss? You yes, can you can. Yes. <laughs> I got the F bomb so many times in this podcast. It's insane. We're only <laughs> rated explicit for a reason. Yeah, we're rated explicit, so it's fine. Um, no, but thank you for all you do in the in, in the education system. You're super necessary and needed, and we appreciate you. It's not Teachers Appreciation Week, but I thought I would say that. We've talked to a lot of teachers. I've befriended a teacher recently, and I just want to let everybody know that I appreciate you guys, okay? Especially during, like, now, because I think that parents have realized now more than ever how important teachers are. Oh, yeah. Because they've been stuck at the house with their children. <laughs> she would have got a kick out of last night with um Janine talking about carrying oh. one and not coming. Janine was talking about, she's like, all hail teachers and people in the <laughs> educational system. She's like, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do it. I don't want my kids go back to school. So thank you so much for all you do in the education system. How about you? We are going to jump right into questions about your books specifically. Uh, I'm going to take the first question and then we'll teeter-totter back and forth. Uh, Yeah, and we're super excited to see what you say. So Beautiful Collision is book one in your Graffiti Heart series. Love the title of that series. Uh, Tony is the girl who has a hard life and like every obstacle that you could possibly throw at her has been thrown at her. And Garrett is this guy who people just want his money and his last name and, you know, the deal. And so what inspired this story? Actually, (laughs) working in the education, I get ideas there. So I do work in a Title I um, school district, which is, you know, I think it's like 80 or 90% uh, in poverty. 
Okay. So, and I've been there for way too many years to want to admit, but I met this mom, I don't know, a decade ago, who I kind of fashioned Tony's mom after. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, it started with how would a kid raised by that kind of woman turn out to be, or how could she be successful? Yeah. So that's kind of where it all, the idea started was by meeting that mom. <laughs> I love that. I love, yeah. I love that so much. And mostly <laughs> because, I mean, I probably, listen, I don't even know if it was a title one. I don't even know if it was ranked, but I am 9,000% positive. I was at a title one school growing up. Okay. Like 100%. Because I grew up in like a small town. So I, more than anybody, mm. understand. So if it's a small town, it's Title One, isn't it? I just know it. No, no, but a lot of times they are. Oh, so it I just depends it. on the percentage of families who live in poverty is how they call it a Title One. Because well, you get more federal ass, funding. Put my ass right up in there. <laughs> I was I was in the percentile. <laughs> I mean, I'm not anymore as a grand, as an adult, thankfully. But I was as a child, so it probably was. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I love, and I mean, you're inspired by people and I feel like that's the best job yeah. ever to be inspired by people. So I love that. That's cool. Yeah. All right. See you take next question, ma'am. Okay. Tony and Garrett's story was pretty intense. Pretty. At first you think that Garrett is going to save Tony, but he actually, she actually saves herself. Strong um, women, please. Yes. That she, she, when she comes off is not strong at all at first, but she ends up be, she, she's more strong than she realizes. Mm -hmm. um what inspired you to write a female lead like her oh well obviously that just got answered so but I mean at the same time though like she could have went either way with how you know she grew up exactly so I wanted her to be able to make it but the characters speak to me so a lot of times I have just ideas or certain scenes and I don't um have a whole story of how it's going to go Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted her to have that chip on her shoulder because I've seen so many kids have that chip on the shoulder that have that mentality of, um, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. I can't, you know, there's just, it's impossible or whatever. And I wanted her to be able to give her the tools to be able to do it, but then she also needed that push to believe it herself. So yeah. just kind of, that's kind of how it started evolving as I was writing it. <laughs> well, I appreciate you staying true to that character. I mean, obviously they talked to you, so she was staying true to herself, but I appreciate you staying <laughs> true to that character, mostly just because like, so growing up poor, okay, you are told your whole life that you're either going to be just like your parents were, or you'll be the complete opposite, right? Because when you grow up in certain situations like that, you're either more prone to do exactly what your parents are doing or do, cause you don't, you want to be different and you want to do something, you know, better for yourself. But at the same time, if, even if you do do something better for yourself, you still have that like chip on your shoulder. Like that's there. That's like, oh, you know, I came from nothing. And it's like, people like me can't do that kind of thing, even when you are trying. So appreciate you staying true to that character. <laughs> um, book two in the graffiti heart series is tragically beautiful and this is alex and lola's story we have alex who thinks he doesn't deserve a girl like lola and lola who is just like drawn to my man and so like <laughs> what made you want to give alex and lola a story that was all the readers because mm -hmm. 
beautiful collision was just supposed to be a one and done. It was, that was in my head. And I had already started writing another story, completely yeah. different, another standalone. And then I started getting some reviews and they were asking for Alex's story and they were, oh my gosh, I love Alex, you know, write his story or what's his story? Are you writing Alex? And within like a month, I got like five or six questions if Alex was going to have a story. And I was like, well, I had never thought about Alex having a story. And I was like, where would Alex even go? So then I started, you know, just kind of started flipping around in my head and flipping around in my head. And then they just kind of, and actually I talked with an author. Um, I was chatting with Kaz May from Australia and she was like, oh my gosh, yes, he does. And she started bouncing ideas with me. And then that's how Alex and Lola. And it was weird because I guess it was fate because Alex and Lola, it's another opposites attract. Yep. But they are so similar in trying to find something more than what they were just born into. Yeah. So it was weird the way I kind of modeled them complete opposites, but so alike in the same way. And so that's how it was born. <laughs> I love, I love when that happens, when side characters are just like, they steal the whole damn show. It's like, sir, ma'am, sir, you were not supposed <laughs> to be liked this much. I didn't even think about it. I just, he was, you know, who he was. And then. <laughs> and then he just uprooted and took on a life. Yes. Love it. Love a good side <laughs> character. Side characters are my faves. But yeah, when so, you have those best friends in the stories that just kind of like, oh, I love them more. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, because their light heart is the thing is the reason that people love side characters is because they're not going through shit. I mean, you can definitely put your side characters through shit, but at the same time, they're the ones that are like the lighthearted. They're like the ones that's being funny. They're bringing in the comedic relief while everybody else's life is going to hell. So of course you're going to like a side character. <laughs> But yeah, Stevie, go ahead. Next question. Well, and I would like to add too is that you can also win a copy of this book. Absolutely. On TikTok. Absolutely. Go enter that lovely contest. Um, where am I? At? Okay. Alex always protected his family and needed to make money. So he found a way. And one he had since given up. But the past, we've always learned the past always catches up with you. And yes. in the book world. So this <laughs> creates a little bit of suspense what so obviously what made you go down that road to make it more suspenseful with the way that his without giving too much away <laughs> I'm trying here yeah. well again knowing that they come from poverty mm -hmm. uh and knowing that sometimes people do what they need to do in order to survive yeah um that's kind of where I put him, he has, was always the protector. He was always the one taking care of the family. He was, you know, he just took on that role for himself. Mm -hmm. So he was just gonna do whatever he needed to do to make ends meet. Yeah, I mean, it's the thing, okay. I know this is like, we're bringing up cannibalism right now, but let me just say, like, obviously cannibalism is legal. Don't do that. Don't eat people. <laughs> The way I just needed a preface by saying this because the metaphor I'm about the metaphor I'm about to blend together might not work if I didn't preface saying that. 
it's like so growing up in situations where you have to fend for yourself and do what you need to do people don't understand that but like at the same time there are people who get stranded in the wild for like months and they gotta eat their best friend's their dead best friend's leg like i mean i'm just saying like like human I am not condoning cannibalism. <laughs> I am just saying. Like, for example, did you guys watch the movie? I think it's called The Andes about that soccer team that was trapped in like the Andes yes. Mountains. Okay. And they ate their dead friend. Okay. <laughs> now listen. Human instinct, psychologically proven that human instinct will kick in and you will do what you need to do to survive. And that is From- the same. That is the same romance to cannibalism. I know, but I'm bringing it back. I'm reeling it back. It's the same thing for people who grow up in poverty. They don't eat people, but they do like human instinct kicks in to do what you need to do to get the essentials to survive. And whether that be something that's illegal or not illegal or frowned upon, doesn't matter. You do what you need to do. So there's my little spill about cannibalism. But uh, yeah, do, I'm not condoning it. Like, don't go eat your friend or anything like that. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, and it's true. You said they do what they do. And that was another chip on Tony's shoulder, going back to Beautiful Collision, because she didn't want to be judged for how she made her money because it was, to her, easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. And it's not. Okay? <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. And you would do a two-four check. Okay? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, remind, that reminded me of a TikTok. Anyways, so if you're graffiti hearts, I can't believe I just talked about cannibalism. You just okay. skipped right over. <laughs> Go ahead, keep going. Just keep going. If your graffiti hearts series can be turned into a movie, who would you cast in the roles of Garrett, Tony, Alex, and Lola? Okay, so Garrett mm-hmm. completely is a uh, Scott Eastwood. <gasps> Woo! That's my second author to name him in a in a series, and I'm all for it. Fine as hell. And in oh gosh, now I'm just forgetting the movie. The longest, the longest ride, right? Oh, the longest yeah. ride. Fine oh as my gosh. Hell. I mean, cowboy, yeah, just like right there. So, mm-hmm. Chef kisses. Um, and you see, I have to put her younger though. Um, there's a couple of younger Hispanic uh, actresses. Yeah, I just don't know their names. I, I'm not, but when I was first writing it, I always envisioned Eva Longoria, a younger Ooh, Eva Longoria. I think she's as, so pretty. She really is. I feel like she never ages either. Oh no, yes, and a great actor, actress. My bad. Let me put the yes. And then Alex and Lola. And you know what's so funny is. Um, the actress in The Longest Ride, the blonde. Britt Robertson. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Britt Robertson. That would, yeah, that would be a, my Lola. Oh, she's just, okay. you know, just that just gorgeous girl next door type of. Mm-hmm. So, and Alex, I don't know. That one has always stumped me. I found this Instagram model, though, that oh, yeah. Mario Rodriguez Jr. Oh my I don't God. Know Let me pull him up. Let me pull him oh, up. Yeah. <laughs> we always keep our phones in our like uh, nearby so we can look at people. So I can look up. Oh, but yeah, Lord. <laughs> I like this one. 
Oh my God. His smile oh, yeah. is stunning. Mm-hmm. That's unfair that people look like this. Right? He's gorgeous. Love it. Yeah. See, so if he's an actor, like that, that's him. <laughs> when people ask me questions like that, it's like Pinterest. I was like, I don't even know if this guy's an actor, but <laughs> this man on Pinterest, this picture right here, is that's who yes. I'm talking about. <laughs> so I don't know if he can act, but that's it. That's who I want. Mm-hmm. Um, Stevie, do you want to take the last question for the section? Yes. So what is next for you in 2021? Um, actually, I have a release coming out in June, um, a short story or a novella in an anthology, um, mm-hmm. The Summer Heat. Um, so I'm with eight other, or seven other authors, there are eight of us, um, that's releasing June 21st. And then I'm currently writing, and I'm 12,000 words in, to Javi's story. So he will be the last of the Greek PD hearts. Have, so, okay, have you released a title yet? I don't know. Have you released no. a title yet? Oh, no, I just thought of it. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I just thought of it last week, last Thursday, I think. It just, I was at work, the day job. And a word popped in my head. I'm like, that's it. So I have to keep it a secret for now. Because no. I don't know if it'll change, but right now, I have tragically beautiful, beautiful collision. So you know what a word, one of the words is beautifully is in there somewhere. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So yeah, I'm still, I think that's it, but I'm still playing with it. So Javi will have his and his will be the saddest story. Oh no, don't kill nobody. The most heartbreaking (laughs) story. (laughs) Don't kill nobody. No, I'm going to cry. Yeah, his book is going to be a, a tearjerker, probably, because I just thinking of scenes, I was crying on my way to work a few oh, weeks ago, No, thinking of a scene, but oh, he God, has the it. heart, he has the heart, and just know that he, huh. it has to be him for this one. For this. Oh, it has to be him, don't do me like that, <laughs> oh no, I'm going to cry, I can feel it already. Look, it's most it. people hate when people, like, one of my biggest things is... <laughs> People I thought you were going to say, I hate when people die. No, because <laughs> he's, not dying. I, he's not dying. <laughs> okay. What I noticed online is we've noticed this in a couple authors who have been on here that people hate when you kill off characters in books. Like, not they, shit. They, they are angry. And I'm sitting here like, am I the only person that thinks it's okay? Like, I, like I actually enjoy the heartbreak from it. <laughs> yes, you are the only person. Because Molly McAdams did it. Molly McAdams oh. did it. In, in She's wicked. She is so freaking she wicked. She was so We're about to get knocked down, drug out, fight right now. I swear to God we are. Look, of course she, people this get like one of her best books she's ever written, and she killed off a character in it. Listen to me, Stevie. If I read books and I get attached to these people, they're my friends. And if you kill them off... Did you read Karen Quinn's book yet? because that one had a death in it no and that's exactly why because if i am going to read a whole book and i'm going to be attached as fuck to this person and then they're just like done well, I'm attached to them too, but it doesn't break me like i'm like i fight but they You're fight so love good. again and then i'm like it's even better and, and i'm the one no, who, no, like, no. i'm the one who wants dark romance in this situation you're heartless 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, once you break my heart, it takes me a while to forgive you. I will never trust you again. I can never pick up another book by you and trust you that you are not going to shatter my heart into pieces. And like, I can, I can handle pre pretty much everything. Like I can handle a, a good amount of angst. Like I, I, I love dark romance. So I love angst, right? I can deal with a lot of shit. You can get beat up. You can throw my favorite character over a cliff and they live or whatever you want to do to them. But when you kill somebody off, I'll never forgive Gianna Darling. I'll never forgive her. Ever. Because now I know what to do to add into my to my secret project. Listen, I will never forgive Gianna Darling for the what she did in, in one of her books. Um, I'm not going to spoil it on here, but I'll never forgive her for that shit. So, see, that's what I'm saying. I, I love her, but I will never forgive her. Well, just know you don't. He's not dying. Okay, cool. Good to know. He's um, not dying. It's like, I'll now. <laughs> Do you plan on starting a new series or doing something different after you finish this one? Yes. So the one that I had started writing before okay. Alex and Lola kind of took over and let me drop that one, I will be going back to that one. And that one is actually very different because it's more contemporary romance, okay. older characters, um, time it. lapses. So love yeah, that one's... Yeah, because everything I've written so far, my characters are in college. So this one will be, well, I guess it will kind of still be in college because of the time lapses, because it'll be um, second chance romance type of book. <laughs> are you trying to tell us that it's a second chance romance? Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> um, but Okay, well, we're excited to see it. We're excited to see it. We don't want to do any spoilers, but we're excited to see it. Um, we're going to hop on into my portion of the show. This hair flip. Uh, this is writing questions, um, where we get to know your writing style and all things writing. I don't even know another word for it. Articulation. Is that a word? Yes. Um, yes. Okay. So when did you first realize you wanted to be a writer? Actually, I started really late. So in my twenties, I thought I was I always wanted to be a writer, but at the time I was teaching kindergarten. So I thought I was going to be a children's writer, children's book writer. Oh and my God, I had the idea. Yes. So I had all these ideas for children's books, but I didn't have an illustrator. I can't draw. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of sat there for years. I've always been a daydreamer and like random scenes and stuff would come up in my head. And I read somewhere that Coho started writing her first book while she was at uh, waiting at practices for her yep. kids. Yep. And I was like, well, that's all I'm doing too. So I was like, well, why not try it? So yeah. I did. And that's where my first book came out of was sitting at practices for my daughter. Oh, <laughs> green Colleen Hoover. Yes. Also, Kat will know what I'm talking about because me and Kat are on this this whole rampage about telling people to make sure they read Colleen Hoover's book. Oh my gosh, yes. I love Colleen. Don't stab me, but I have not read her books yet. So <gasps> you're you said that hurt. because they're so good. I know, I know, and I know she's a super talented individual, super sweet, but like it's just never been like my alley of books. So I mean I have to pick it up. We yeah. talked about her on a live the other night, me and Kat and I said we were talking about our favorite Colleen Hoover books and everybody's always shocked to find out that All Your Perfects is one of my favorites. Why Everybody are they surprised about that? 
I guess because everybody more or less likes um, Ugly Love or the one that's turning into a movie or one like that. And I'm like, no, I want all your perfects. Oh, you see, mine is Hopeless. Uh, see, I love Hopeless too. Hopeless. I have yet to read Verity though. And I want to read Verity so bad. Yes, that way I need to just get on it. I just need to do it because, yes. People I, wonder where her twisted mind go, comes from. Her TikTok, she posted a TikTok tour of her house and she has oh, yeah. the creepiest shit in her house. Because Taryn sends her creepy ass shit. <laughs> yeah, Taryn, look, I just had this conversation with somebody about Taryn Fisher and to her sending weird ass gifts. One time <laughs> she sent Taryn a placenta and a candle. And Taryn was on Instagram saying, why am I friends with Colleen Hoover again? Because she sends me a placenta, a candle shaped like a placenta. <laughs> That's epic. She's so good at that. gift giving. <laughs> I would have gifted somebody that. I would have. Um, also, I just unlocked a piece of your zodiac that I <laughs> that I am narrowing down off of. Something oh, okay. Um, are right. you a plotter, a pantser, or a planter somewhere in between? Complete hamster so i just get little scenes mm -hmm. and then i start and then let the characters just kind of take take it from there so Must be nice somebody teach me how to do this because i could never oh my I god can't. i could i don't i, I would get my well die. and it and it's weird because shit happens and you don't even know that it was going to happen so like there's a fight in tragically beautiful between the brothers, mm -hmm. I'm like typing and I'm like, what the fuck they're gonna fight? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have them fight each other apparently. <laughs> yeah, and so it just kind of, you know, things kind of, and then sometimes things take a really big tangent. Mm -hmm. Me. And then it's like, shit, now how do I get back to where <laughs> I need to be? for yeah. the scene that I had planned. We took a very, very hard right and we need to come back to the road. <laughs> um, so do you have any interesting writing quirks when you're writing, like eating a Twizzler or, you know, drinking a certain type of soda? I don't, I'm really boring. I do have to have a, a drink with me. So if I'm writing in the morning, I always have my coffee. Yeah. And, um, but other than that, it's just having a drink. I always have to have, Water, wine, coffee with me. Something. That's huh? pretty much all I drink. <laughs> oh my God. Wine, coffee, water. That's a good, yeah. that's a good treat. It's a good trio. <laughs> I'm like so it. amazed by your TikTok from last, I think, what, what was it last week with the mimosas? <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Yeah. You know what? My husband helped me with that one. <laughs> he was like, oh, no, 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 no. And he starts moving my tripod. <laughs> oh, my. oh, he's you like, oh, no, you have to show the and watch it. It's so we love a supportive husband. He was like, oh, no, you have to show the bottle. And he starts moving the, uh, the Prosecco bottle. And he's like, no, you, they need to know it's grapefruit juice. And <laughs> oh, my God. We love, we love a supportive husband. Um, do you, what do you like to do when you're not writing? I don't have a time when I'm not writing except following the teen around or chauffeuring her around. I'm her chauffeur. <laughs> no, uh, no so really, so it's you're like not writing, you're not working and not chauffeuring somebody around. What do you like to do? I'm reading and I do 
workout. I do do my yoga or I'll do jogging and things because I like to eat and I like to drink. Same. So I need to be able to. For real. (laughs) I have to offset it somehow. (laughs) For real. Got to offset all those carbs. Um, So um, what does your family think about your writing and have the, if any of them read your books? Okay. My dad has read my books. Oh, I would pass the fuck out. There's no way. Great soul, honey. So um, my first book, my mom read it first. um, And she passed away two years ago. So she was only able to read my first one. Mm -hmm. My dad has read the three that are published, but I specifically told him he cannot read The Summer Coming Out because that one's a very, very steamy one. (laughs) So (laughs) I told him he's not going to read that one (laughs) and he's not going to be gifted a copy of that one. Oh, Um, I would never, I would never. But he's a supportive dad and it's so funny. So, you know, he read, uh, when he first read Beautiful Collision, he's like, oh, I like the way you change uh, the points of view (laughs) <laughs> That's all he said about it. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Appreciate it. Appreciate that. <laughs> my sister's read my books, um, and she's, you know, my cheerleader. Now, my husband doesn't read, so he hasn't read any of my books, but he does come up with titles and different things in the books. Um, and the teen hates it. The teen <laughs> thinks it's embarrassing. Are you serious? I'm 100% serious. How old is the teen? 15. She's oh a my freshman God, in high I school. would 100% be like, yo, my mom writes books. <laughs> no, would... she hated the TikTok with the mimosa. <laughs> oh no. Oh, like no. how embarrassing. What did my friends run into it? Oh no. Then your friends better like it, like and comment. <laughs> Keep it on the for you page for the algorithm. That's what I would say. Oh God. Okay. So that is all for me for my reading, my writing questions. Stevie is now taking her portion of the show with the reading questions about all kinds of fun things about books. Okay. Go. All right. Has a book ever changed your life? Mm. It doesn't have to be some sort of big dramatic change of life. It can be some small change, minor change. mindset. I can't think of anyone that has like changed a mindset or anything. When I read um, Paper Towns by John Green, I started remembering cool things about people's last names. <laughs> so, I mean, there's that. That changed think, my life. I think I want to say like the Harry Potter series, mm-hmm. just because there's so many scenes in it and friendships and all of that that just kind of transcend every you know way of life or whatever and so like that one I always go back to yeah so and like I even got my first tattoo so when my mom passed away I had um she is the one who made me read the Harry Potter series I was like no it's you know, what is it, middle grade when the first one came out? I was like, I'm not going to read that. That's, you know, I'm a romance reader. <laughs> uh, and I got hooked. Like, I'm like now a little Harry Potter nerd. Um, and so I got a tattoo, my first tattoo with the always. 
from. <gasps> no, don't do me like that. No, that's the best <laughs> scene. That's the best scene. Serious Black. Listen, yeah. Serious Black. Severus Snape is my favorite character of all time. <laughs> of all time. He is the reason. No, that's not. He is not. He is one of the many reasons why I have always been a fan of the anti-hero. Oh, yeah. I have always been a fan of those. Man, I'm telling you, those are the best characters. Yeah, so I guess. Potter fans. Oh, wait, what's your, what's your house? What's your Harry, what's your Harry Potter house? Well, I always like to say that it would be Gryffindor, but I don't think that I'm brave like that. So. Okay, so here's what you have to do. You have to go to Pottermore. And take it. And take the quiz. And it will generate your house for you. I think she's a Ravenclaw. <laughs> See, that's who I think I would be too, just. I think you're a Ravenclaw. MJ's a Slytherin oh. and I am a Gryffindor. <laughs> Listen, there's nothing wrong with being a Slytherin. We are not, listen, we're not all like Draco Malfoy. Let's just all put that into perspective. For we also made it, we made it, we decided today that we're going to take a girl's trip to Harry Potter world with and our I'm little um, and everything. Yep. And we're I'm all going to go. We get the tie, everything, all of it. That's where I got my Harry Potter shirt when we took our trip. <laughs> oh, I'm jealous. I want to go so bad. I have a best friend. His brother had a Harry Potter themed wedding. <gasps> and for their um for their honeymoon they were going to harry potter world because it was right after it opened mm -hmm. and i had custom shirts made for them for their honeymoon that said she's a catch and he's a keeper oh back, it said um i think it said oh it said just married in the harry potter um font <laughs> and it had the yeah. golden snitch in the that is so cool they took pictures at the bus <laughs> and like with the guy that stands outside the bus there and he and they had their shirts on and they're like all proud and we talk about it all the time because I had pillowcases made for them too for their house I love that it. same thing so that's good um what attracts you to a book the cover the blurb or a recommendation from somebody okay I'm a cover whore so <laughs> <laughs> I really am so if it's something I haven't heard of nobody has recommended anything if it catches my eye if the cover catches my eye I'll read the blurb and you know but the cover has to catch my eye now there's been books of course that um the cover is just a cover for me yeah but if a friend recommends then I'm like oh, okay you know I'll she'd probably like your shot. cover then Oh, listen, I dead ass saw, oh yeah, I dead ass saw a cover on Instagram, fell in love with it. I don't even know what the book's about. I know it's romance and that's it. And I bought the cover, I bought the book. It's <laughs> Fables and Other Lies by Claire Con. I don't know how to say her last name. Beautiful cover. Beautiful. It's on my shelf. Yep. It's fantastic. Haven't even read it. Don't even know what it's about. Never read the blurb. Never even read that author before. But it'll look good on Bookstagram. <laughs> right that's what I'm saying <laughs> all right I always I always said bring up her cover because what her cover for her new release is so good that I think that's what people are going to see and if they're Stop. a brewer they're going to go buy this book Stop. Thank she's you. just she's in a mood today because arcs went out it's watercolor so it's different it's not <sighs> yeah and it's watercolor and it's got a guy on it too so 
there you go. Best of both worlds for me. <laughs> uh, next question, Stevie. Um, who are some of your favorite authors to read? Well, we've already mentioned Colleen. Mm -hmm. And um, I started reading a lot of the OG indie authors before. So Rebecca Donovan, Jay Sterling, Molly McAdam. Oh, we love us some Jay Sterling. Jen Cooksey. So I was reading a lot of those like way back when because that had just gotten my Kindle and like they would, the recommended for you, how it comes up. Yeah. And so it was just like, click, 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 click. Um, now I've just started reading um, all the up and coming indies. Yeah. So there are so many that I have just been reading and I don't, I try not to, or not try not to read. That's not the right. <laughs> I um, I'm trying to read so many different people yeah. that I have not stuck with one, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get you, I get you. So I'm just trying to give back to the community with, you know, reading and reviewing and trying to, you know, help fellow indies out. You should read Saffron Camp. <laughs> okay, t message me that one, because I'm gonna forget. is the love of my life. I love her, <laughs> long time. We're friends and she's amazing. She's fabulous. Like, I mean, like, I love her. Jen so Sterling is also a friend of ours. <laughs> she is. Yes, and she I is, she is crazy. Yes, and I saw her on TikTok Live with um who's the lawyer? The lawyer. Yes. Oh, her and her Hollis Hole. <laughs> stresses me out, bro. I love Jen so much. She ain't she's got no filter. Look, I'm in a I'm we're in a group chat with Candy Candy Steiner, Willow Winters, and Jen Sterling. My heart just beat. Like and twice. they just they're the they're, those three are the funniest people you could ever be around. For real, they're really funny. <laughs> um, I would think so because there's like no filter, right? Like no, oh, not at whatever all. Whatever they think is just like especially bro i love it about her man she's so that just pops off about the most random things and then like her episode will probably be one of the most played episodes forever because she went off on so many tangents about afterlife and with me of course. she told she was telling mj to stop and she was driving her crazy and like we were all we were laughing so hard to the point where i had tears coming out of my eyes by the end of the episode <laughs> Um, so do you prefer e-reader or physical copy? Both. So I prefer to read on my e-reader because it's so easy to yeah. carry around. It can fit in all my purses. Right. Um, but I like the shelves. I like oh, to be same. able to look at the books on the shelf. So same. I have to buy, I like buy two copies. So I buy the ebook copy and then I end up buying the paperback copy. That's literally me, my life. <laughs> and if it's a good cover, I'll buy it before I even know what it's about. That's, that's well, because issue. that's what cover whores do. For real. I mean, if it's a good cover, you sold me. Paperback, give it to me. Give it to me. Like Willow Winter, she's like, I'm a cover whore. I'll buy the cover before I even write the book. I bought this book, then a Vipers. Beautiful. Look at it. Gorgeous. It okay. is. Right? Yes. I read this. I knew what it was about, but I bought it before I read it. And then I read it and I was like, oh my God, this is, 
I love it so much. So we got lucky on that one. But yeah, I bought that one. I saw it and I was like, bro, gorgeous buying it. Add to cart. <laughs> it's a problem. My husband, God, Lord, love him. He like, I will buy some off Amazon and then we'll go to like books a million and I'll buy a shit ton of them, come home. And like two weeks late, like two weeks later, there's like a shit ton more arriving by Amazon. And he's like, you just bought books. And I'm like, yeah, but I had to get the ones off Amazon. Okay, so have you ever bought a book because of the cover that you ended up not liking? Absolutely. I'm looking at one dead ass on my shelf right now. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that's only happened. So I read two genres. I read horror and I have two shelves that I'm looking at and I'm pointing at. You can't see it right now. I read horror, which is my horror shelf. And then I read romance. And so... It's never, when I read horror, I don't go off of the cover. I, I go off the blurb, but romance, I go off, I, I usually go off the cover. And I think it's only happened one time that I bought a book based on the cover and hated the book, hated it. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> I might tell you so, what after this. <laughs> see, I, that's happened to me, but it was, it was one of the, what is it? Nonfiction books. So, but it had a I'm gonna keep the book because I love the cover. I don't plan on buying, I don't know, but the rest of the covers in the series are so beautiful too that I'm like, but I don't want to do it because it's just, ugh, I hated it. God, I hated it. All right, moving forward before I get myself in trouble. What was your last five-star read? Um, okay, I'm not kissing ass right now, but really MJ was my last one. <gasps> ah! Yes! Oh my God, don't tell me like that. Because I got my new book boyfriend. Oh, I love, oh my God. I think you're the first person to ever come on here and say that. <laughs> I'm blushing. And because I just, you know, I just recently read it. So like that was the last one. It's Nico that she's talking about. By yes. The way. Nico's everything. Yes. Didn't even mean for him to be everybody's book boyfriend. Stupid. He was mine. And I was the beta reader for that book. I just, the minute she <laughs> sent me the prologue and I was like. Nico. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I love that. And now, okay, okay, here's, I'm going to go off on a tangent. Okay, go ahead. He's like a cinnamon roll, but I hate that freaking word. Cinnamon. I don't like cinnamon roll. <gasps> I don't like when they describe the male characters as a cinnamon roll. Why can't they just be gentlemen? I described Nico in future books as a golden retriever, but, and I think I'm pretty sure I did that too. He looks like a golden retriever, he's a golden retriever, and he looks like a German shepherd. I'm like, ugh, like. No, like yeah, no. you can't do the cinnamon roll. I well, even wrote a blog post complaining about that. But that's who he is. I mean, he's strong and confident and just, but then has that sweet and soft and just, oh, side. Because his mom's a baker. His mom's a baker. That's what it is. <laughs> I mean, when I, okay, so when I wrote Riggs and Nico, when I, okay, so Riggs came to me first before Nico. Side note, <laughs> this is something that I tell people all the time and they literally faint. Um, Nico was supposed to be Riggs's was supposed to be Valor's boyfriend in the first book. And I don't know if you've read that one or not, but was supposed to be Valor's boyfriend in the first book. And then I ended up changing it, but Riggs was first, like her character came to me first and knowing like how she is. And if you've read the book, then you obviously know how she is. Yes. She's very like independent, very strong, very like, I don't give a shit. And I could not pair her with another, like Nico's very alpha male in certain situations, but he knows when to let. Riggs be alpha female yeah so 
I couldn't pair her with another super aggressive alpha male because all they would she would never take it. Exactly. Yeah. But Nico, Nico, my man, I actually wanted people to like Riggs more than the boy, like more than Nico. Because yeah. I was like, oh, I would love if I could make people like a female character more than like the male character. Fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> Nico. I mean, I love her to death, but I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, he's lovely. Love him to death. Swoon. Oh my God, but thank you so much. That made me so happy. <laughs> that made my night. Um, so moving on from the fangirl I just had, um, we're going to move on to trope questions, which is sadly the end of the tro- the podcast, but it's our favorite portion of it because we love tropes. Um, what is your favorite trope to write and why? I I've only done two opposites attract and my other, my debut is the love triangle. Ooh. Um, so which one? <laughs> well, it, I guess it has to be the opposite attracts because love triangles, they have to be done very well for me to like them. Yep. Because if I'm going to like both guys, then how do I choose? Exactly. That was, that was the problem with Molly McAdam. I liked both. Yeah. But then I started liking one more, you know? The, yeah, yeah. And, and then you have to have a good send off for the other one. You have to have a good send off for the other yes. one. You can't exactly. just have him just disappear. But it's like exactly. it, it's like S.E. Stevens when everybody when Thoughtless first came out, everybody like freaked out because they're like, "Oh God, who do you choose?" It's always going to be Kel and Kyle. It's always going to be him. Listen, but sometimes people need to read Thoughtless. Like, look, I'm serious. That is a love triangle in the first book, and after that, it changes. But I am obsessed with Kel and Kyle, and it should and it was always him from the start. And one of my one of my friends was stressing me out with her love triangle, Maria uh, and Green, with mm-hmm. never ha- uh, never would I ever. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I was you know messaging her and texting her and telling her how mad I was at her because I was thinking it was not going to go the way I wanted it to go. <laughs> it's always. <laughs> and, and luckily for me and for her <laughs> to salvage our friendship. It went the way I needed it to go. <laughs> love, love. But um, what do you call it? That, yes. Yeah. So love triangles have to be done well. Yeah. So yeah. I guess opposites attract right now. Although hobby right now that I'm writing is not an opposite to attract. So oh my God, I, I don't know. We'll see where it goes from here. We'll ask you in six months when we bring you back. We'll just ask the same question. Um, Stevie's going to take the next question. Also, listen, I need to pee. So Stevie, ask this okay, question. Go ahead, I'll go. be gone in like two, se- <laughs> like two seconds. My bladder's the size of a peanut. <laughs> what is one trope you would eventually like to write and why? Oh, um, well, you see, it's not a tr- trope it's a genre I'd like to change genres I'd like to go to it I'd I'd like to go to thriller because that's the other you know genre that I love to read Mm -hmm. I bounce from romance to thrillers so I'd like to do a thriller I just don't know if I have it in me I that that's MJ is a huge person. Did you say thriller? Yes, she looks. See, I knew it was going to happen. Every time somebody says thriller or Stephen King, when she's out of the room, she comes running back. She literally. She didn't even finish. She just came back. It's like a back signal. Like she. (laughs) Um, I would sign myself up for that thriller. 
I love a good thriller. I love it. Write yes. both. Write as a romantic thriller. Thriller. Do it. Yeah. Like a romantic suspense. Do yes. It. No romantic thriller. I said yes. like a. Like, okay, there's a difference between romantic suspense and romantic thriller. Yes, that I do know. Okay, just saying. All right. Um, <laughs> what is one trope you'll never write and why? Like you won't touch it. Why steamy? What is it? YA, the young adult steamy. You know how they oh! have those high school okay, kids that right. are like getting it on that I can't do it. Nope. Having a kid in high school. Yeah, yeah. that just doesn't. <laughs> Not a fan. Doesn't mesh. Yep. Mm-hmm. That mesh. I love them. <laughs> I can't read it either now. I a used to of- read them and I used to enjoy them. But now, nope. Can't I do it. I think a lot of authors say paranormal. Which sucks because I like paranormal. Really? And I also I like, like young adult. I love a good young adult, steamy. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's like so many people do, and that's cool. I used to too, but now I would say like can't. young adult. Okay, can I say like not high school? Like I like the ones where they meet high school, right? And then it, it progresses and it's like college. I would say like meet high school, like senior year and then college. But I don't think I could read anything that like actually takes place in high school. See, unless, that's more new adult, I think. Unless the young adult is like, uh, unless, now listen, this is gonna, I'm going to get, this is going to be, a oh. doubt. people are going to disagree with me, but that's okay. Um, if you've ever read Gianna Darling's Lessons in Corruption, it's about this guy named King and he's like 18, he's a senior and he ends up with a teacher. So I could do that, young adult, but um, no, I don't think I could just do where they're both in high school. I don't like that. I think college, which is, I guess is new yeah. adult. All right, cool. Um, all right, Stevie, and you're gonna take the last question before she's gonna get to pimp herself out and I get to guess her Zodiac sign. And I think I know what it is. If you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story? Oh. I'm a billionaire. Mine is a opposites attract reverse harem. (laughs) (laughs) You like to like to mesh them all together. Yeah, you can be as specific as you like. (laughs) I think a second chance is. There's just something so swoony about a second chance. They are. They're so good. Yes. I, I think that's, that's what I'd like to be in. I'd like to be in a second chance. one. I think people are often surprised that I don't choose my favorite trope as the trope I would want to be in. Oh, no nah, shit. Who wants to do that? <laughs> Stevie, what? Secret baby. Oh. I'm a huge secret baby in like surprise baby romance. Like. I'm obsessed with them. So, look, knocked out, knocked up is coming out soon. The anthology, and I'm so excited. Just all kinds of books about. It's gonna be all secret babies. All, all surprise babies. With some of the most amazing authors in that anthology, like Nikki Ash, who was like the queen of writing secret baby books. She stresses me out. She stresses me out with it. It's fine though. It's fine. Everybody's got their cup of tea. It's not mine. But yeah, so. This has been super amazing, and we want to thank you so much for joining us on here. Okay, I'm going to guess your Zodiac sign now before okay. we tell, before I let you pimp yourself. Okay. Um, I've been taking notes. You guys can't see them, but I've been taking notes the whole time. Um, so I think you're definitely a water sign, like without, without a doubt. Like I know in my soul, you're a water sign. 
Um, and so I think that you're super compassionate. You wouldn't be a counselor if you weren't. So that means you're super empathetic to other people's feelings, uh, which canceled out like half the Zodiacs um, <laughs> and uh, told me I felt like you're a water sign. Um, I think you're super understanding and I think you're super indivi individualistic, which means like you can stand on your own two feet. You kind of have your own opinions and your own person. You also said daydreamer. So I think that you are a Scorpio. 100% correct. <laughs> run me my money, ladies. <laughs> run me the money, ladies and gentlemen. She's pretty on point when she does this. I mean, I was so like, wow. We had C.L. Matthews on in February, and C.L. Matthews has a uh, Zodiac chart for all her characters of her Reverse Harm series, and she had guessed every single one correctly. Because wow, I love a good Reverse Harem. But yeah, no. <laughs> ha ha! Run me my money. Run me my money. I got it. My hands are sweating. Next thing, next she'll break out the tarot cards, which I was all nervous. The time. I was nervous for a second. Um, but no, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, super fun. We leave this portion for you to pimp yourself, talk about a new release, a uh, sale, whatever you want. The floor is yours. So thank you for having me. Uh, everybody, don't forget, I'm Tori Alvarez. I have the Graffiti Hearts series. Um, two books are out. Third is in the works. Hopefully, if everything goes right, it will be releasing in October. And I do have a summer release coming out, an anthology, Summer Heat, uh, Seven Steamy Stories to Heat Up Your Summer, uh, releasing on June 21st. Thank so, you so that's much. all for me. Thank you so much. We hope that you have a great night. <laughs> Thank you.